With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Friday. Happy Cinco de Mayo. It's a meat Friday at that. And yes, Tyler is working the grills. Flat top skirt steak fajitas, chicken fajitas, chips and guac, and margaritas. Who has it better than we do? Oh, no, nobody. Nobody. Of course, we won't have any of this until after the show. And our recipes are always available on the newsletter. Every Friday, Meat Friday, available. And make sure you sign up for the newsletter. It doesn't cost anything. We recap everything that happened on the show in case you missed it. And even if you didn't miss it, it's nice, nice to have a little refresher there. And that's available at danpatrick.com. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of this program. Hottest rookies. Biggest superstars, the all-time greats, only one place to collect them all. Panini trading cards. They got memorabilia cards, rare inserts, autograph cards, starter, continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. Play of the day, poll question, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Boy, who thought that Anthony Davis would come back to earth? Everybody. No, no, no. <laughs> Now, maybe I could have asked it this way. Who thought that Anthony Davis was going to have a, another great game? Nobody. Nobody. And I, this isn't personal. I don't know Anthony Davis. I think he's been on a couple of times. I'm just looking at what the facts are. And I'm watching the game. There's certain players that you need to get going. I remember when Magic took over and was the leader of the Lakers, but Kareem was still there. Magic made it a point to get Kareem involved early. Therefore, he's involved on both ends of the floor. Anthony Davis is a guy you have to get involved in the game early. And we saw that in game one. And then he went off, 30 and 23. But then you're watching last night, and it, there are times there was a three-minute stretch where I didn't know he was on the floor. That can't happen. And okay, even if he does play well, Golden State was going to win that game last night. They won by 27. But there was a period where I think the Lakers were down six and the start of the third quarter. And then all of a sudden, if you got up to get a beer and came back, they were up by 18. And 
you know, Clay Thompson's another player. You have to get him going. You get him going early, look out. But if you don't get into the flow, there's certain players, if they don't get into the flow, they never get into the flow. And Clay is one of those players. Anthony Davis is one of those players. But make no mistake about it, Golden State responded like you would expect a defending champ to do so. Here's LeBron last night. You know, we knew they were going to do that. That's what a championship team does. They held serve on their home court tonight. And we got to obviously see the adjustments they make. We got to make our adjustments coming into game three. Yeah, and here's the other thing. When you're down maybe eight, ten points with Golden State, then you start shooting more threes, and then you're dead. Because you're never going to match them in proficiency at shooting threes. Draymond Green was wonderful last night. Played great defense and uh, nearly had a triple-double. That's the Draymond Green from about four years ago. But wonderful passer, best passer on the team, even though Steph had 12 assists last night. But that's the difference. When it's all working for Golden State, you're not going to beat them. The question is, can you limit Draymond? Can you limit Klay Thompson? Klay Thompson was great last night, had 30. And Steph, I think, realized that early. It's like, okay, you know what? I might take the night off shooting. I'm going to rest my arm. I'm going to pass a little bit here. I'll give you 20. We're good. But uh, here is Draymond Green talking about what the key was last night. We played with more force. Uh, we played with more force on both sides of the ball. Uh, the ball didn't stick. And we, we moved the ball and got everybody involved in the offense, and that was, that was big for us. You know, when we're moving the ball like that, everybody's involved. It makes us a lot tougher to guard. It does, and you saw that last night. If Draymond's passing like that, Steph's passing like that, the ball movement there, and I thought that they, they made the Lakers work. They picked up the tempo a little bit there, and it felt like the Warriors were going at a different speed. They've made 42 three-pointers in the series so far through two games. That breaks the record set by the Cavaliers in 2016 in the semis against Atlanta. But uh, Clay went for 30, and he's now had six postseason games where he's had at least eight three-pointers. That's the most in NBA history. Paulie comes in and he goes, who's Jermichael Green? (laughs) Jermichael Green. Jermichael Green. I said, I think Golden State just kind of picked him up during the season or it was like, uh, oh, okay, they got him. He plays about 12 minutes a game during the regular season. Last night, he looked like Ray Allen. They spotted him up in the corner. Like, you know, one of the announcers goes, you know what? You got to get it right back to Jermichael. I'm like, who's Jermichael Green? He's, yeah, Do you have his bio there? Yeah, he, he, he's been in the league like 10, 11 years. He, he, he played for Detroit. He played uh, the Clippers, Denver, Memphis for like four years. Yeah. Got a lot of run in Memphis, but then he kind of cooled off. And there he is. The Warriors find these guys. Yeah. Spot up. Yeah. Well, when you don't have to be the star and you have two or three other guys who can be the star, all you got to do is know what your role is. And they uh, certainly provided that last night. Milwaukee Bucks fired Mike Budenholzer. And this is a couple of years after winning the championship. And this has happened. Frank Vogel with the Lakers, Nick Nurse with Toronto, Budenholzer now. Steve Kerr is the only guy in the last four years who's won a title and kept his job. But I think if you're in Milwaukee, I don't think you're shocked at this. Nationally, you're going, man, he won a title a couple of years ago. 
And you start to look at what happened when you don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of times with the player I think is the best in the sport. So, you know, Budenholzer finished first in the Eastern Conference in three of uh, three seasons, but it didn't translate into the postseason. They bowed out of the postseason, Eastern semis twice, blew a 2-0 series lead against the Raptors. Also, his, uh, I guess, coaching philosophy or moves against the Miami Heat left some people baffled a little bit. I think he had the GM on his side. I think the owner kind of moved in and said, we're going to move on here. And I thought that his job was in jeopardy the year that they won the title. Because I thought that he might not make it through after that season was over. And then they ended up winning the title. And people in Milwaukee were complaining about him even after he won the title. Like, we won in spite of him. But I think you're looking at league-wise where coaches and even some players were like, wow, you win the chip and then you get fired a couple of years later? Yeah. This is a heartless business. Yeah, Paulie. It's got to be the weirdest thing to be fired, but then know in about three or four years you're going to be brought back to be put in some type of ring of honor or mm. Mike Budenholzer night because he did win a title. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If oh, no, he's getting it. I don't know if there'll be a Mike Budenholzer uh, night. I guarantee because they were going crazy about Carmelo Anthony at the Knicks game the other day. He didn't win anything. Uh, Mike Budenholzer. Yeah, but but he played. Mike yes. Budenholzer was just a coach. It's going to be Mike Bud. Three years from now, we'll keep an eye out for Mike Budenholzer. The night. Mike Budenholzer bobblehead night. Yes, but like Nick Nurse, he still is a he walks on water in Toronto for that one year he gave them. You know, Joe Madden in Chicago got fired by the Cubs. Joe Madden will never pay for a beer in Chicago, but he's you know he's walks on water in Chicago, and for some reason they fired him. Nick Nurse might take over for Mike Budenholzer in Milwaukee. Yes, Marv. When Budenholzer is an assistant coach somewhere else or a head coach somewhere else, he'll get a video tribute. When he goes back to Milwaukee. The video tribute. Yes, absolutely. It's him going, like, just pointing at somebody. Like, yeah, 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 good job. No, he's he's got his arm around Giannis. How about the great moments here? Let's, Let's look at the great coaching moments here. Yes, Eaton. I'm just trying to figure out the that sliding scale of winning because of a coach versus losing because of a coach. Yeah. Because it's very rare that it's like, man, he really coached us to this championship. You'd almost never hear that. I, I think it's it's almost like a universal thought or opinion that he could get out coached in the postseason. The articles that I read, it's like often out coached, had mind boggling moves, didn't make adjustments there. It's it's almost like um you had Giannis, you won a championship. Well, if Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt, do they win another championship? I mean, is that enough insurance there, insulation, where you go, eh, I can't fire him now, but he won one, and it's almost like he accidentally won a championship there. Yes, Eden. But if you're a good coach, it's like, well, yeah, the chances are you have a great lineup, and it's like, uh, of course, who couldn't coach the Warriors yeah. right now to a ring? <laughs> That's true when Durant was there. I mean, I mean, who could? It's like it was harder to lose than it was to win. <laughs> yes, Paul. You know what I love? If you look back at all these coaches who won, like, like Nick Nurse wins Coach of the Year, gets a big extension, gets fired. You know, go back to, like, Gene Chizik at Auburn. What was it, like 2010, the undefeated Cam Newton win the national title? Huge extension. Two yeah. years later, he's out of a job. But they had to pay him. They all get paid. Yeah. But Budenholzer was there, what, five or six years? German for first-round exit, by the way. Oh, it is? Yeah. I I can translate for you. (laughs) Well, it didn't help losing to the Heat, but then you had Giannis, who was injured, uh, going into, you know, hurt his back. Do you call Giannis 
I'm going to guess the owner calls Giannis just to say, hey, I just want to let you know uh, we're going we're gonna to fire coach. Now, I don't know. Now, does Mike Budenholzer view this as a failure if you uh, get fired? Giannis, was this season a failure for a coach? <laughs> uh, coach Budenholzer, was this a failure this season? Yes, Paul. If you're the on- owner and you call Giannis, are you alerting him that you're firing Budenholzer or discussing it? Because if you're discussing it, he can veto. Oh, I don't think you're discussing. Right, you're alerting. Yes, yeah. yes. But if the GM calls and says, look, I'm not on board with this, but the owner wants to move in a different direction here, just letting you know. Because that way, hey, there's nothing I can do. I'm the GM, but the owner doesn't want to keep him here. Yes, Tom? you got to handle these things sensitively because if he starts to Greek freak out, then it's going to be okay. a whole mess. Right. Okay. How do you move on from that? Uh, Our players freak out. All right. 12 minutes in. By the way. By the way. By the way, what? Todd brought dessert today for Cinco de Mayo. You know, I don't. I keep that wallet close to the vest, so that's kind of a big deal. He 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 said to me today, earlier this morning, he goes, "Come here," and he said it like in a weird voice, like "Come here." Weirder than the one he just used. Yes, he, <laughs> he goes, "Come here." I, I was wanna, excited. I wanted to show you. Something. I want to show you something. And I go, "You got I, very I, uncomfortable." I said, "No, I'm not. No, that's I'm not going to fall for thing. that. I'm not going to fall for that again." <laughs> Come here. Did fall for it once. I want to show you something. Look, I sat in gum. Yes. And I go back. So we have two different refrigerators here. One for the backroom guys and one that we have. And Todd goes, come here. I want to show you something. And he opens up the freezer. And describe what you showed me, Todd. There are four boxes of different types of chip witches. Seton and I were all excited talking yeah. dessert recently. <laughs> and Seton said one of the greatest inventions ever was the chip witch. Yeah. So there is a four boxes of three, which should cover all of us. And I also got something special for the big German, special salted caramel pops. But these chip witches are birthday cake, cookies and cream. Um, then there's just the regular vanilla with the chocolate chips in it. And then there's like a, a fourth flavor. So four different types of chip, which is for a little dessert after our, uh, so our we lunch. have steak fajitas, chicken fajitas, chips and guac, margaritas, and chip, which mint chocolate chip was the fourth flavor of the four. Who chips. has a traditional uh, Cinco yeah. de Mayo? Yeah, of course. It, famous for having that <laughs> chip, which is on Cinco de Mayo. Mexico celebrated with chip, ah, witches yeah. after their victory over, uh, chip, which is de Mayo. Cortez. Yes. Chip, which guy. Yes. Uh, we've been doing this for a while, Dan. I think there's been more moon landings than times Todd's brought in food for the crew. What uh, what inspired this? I don't know. I just felt Cinco de Mayo and it comes out on a Friday. I was just in good spirits. My son's coming home from school. I'm just, okay. my daughter's dance recitals this week. I've just been an extra happy lately. And I'm like, you know what? Let's uh, let's do a nice Cinco de Mayo little dessert on top of all the yummy food that Tyler's making. Well, thank you, Todd. I appreciate that. It'll be fun. Celtics 76ers coming up tonight. The Nuggets and the Suns. We'll uh, talk a little bit more about the Warriors, the Bucks firing Mike Budenholzer. Alabama needs a new baseball coach. They fired their coach. We'll talk about that, the gambling controversy. Panthers up 2-0 on my Maple Leafs. Stars and Kraken tied at one game apiece. We'll take a break. We're just getting started on this Friday. Phone calls always welcome. Tyler standing by, 877-3DP-SHELL. Say good morning to our radio affiliates. Also, Peacock, our streaming partner. Download the app if you haven't done so. You can watch the program for free. We'll take a break. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com 
or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. We bring in the uh, voice for Sunday Night Football. Now at the Kentucky Derby, he's Mike Tirico joins us. You're trackside, aren't you, Mike? Not a game, not a game. We're talking about a race. <laughs> first race coming up here in five minutes. Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay, set the All scene. Right. Set the scene, Mike. Set the scene. Uh, we have the uh, fans coming in. Everybody was pink on Friday because Saturday's the run for the Roses. Friday is the best race for the three-year-old Phillies, the Kentucky Oaks. Mm-hmm. So everyone wears pink, ladies, men, hats, the whole deal. This has really become like three days. They made 50-some-odd thousand yesterday, so over 100,000 today, 150,000 tomorrow. So uh, this has become a bigger and bigger deal like everything else in America and life. And it's uh, it's a cool, usually festive scene. There's a little bit of, you know, 
concern and controversy surrounding the race. So it's an interesting time here in the sport. Let's dive into the controversy. Explain yeah. it and how much coverage are you going to give this on NBC this weekend? Well, we'll, we'll certainly talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Our coverage starts on USA Today. and We'll, we'll do it again tomorrow a couple of times for sure. So four horses have scratched. It was a scratch uh, just a short time ago. Uh, Skinner scratch. Now, three of those scratches were kind of normal horses scratching where um, whether it was the horse wasn't training right, uh, got a fever, had a little bit of a concern with a, a muscular issue, uh, the horse scratched. One was a little bit out of the norm, and that's where the controversy of it, maybe the conflict discovered. Lord Miles trained by a guy named Safi Joseph, who had trained a couple of derby horses before. He's from Barbados. His barn had two horses died unexpectedly, not related to racing injuries. Nobody knew why. The autopsies for horses, which are called necropsies, aren't going to come back in time to know what's going on. So out of an abundance of, abundance of caution, the people in charge of Kentucky Horse Racing Commission suspended Joe with a scratched his horse and then the Churchill Downs, the track, suspended Sappy Joseph indefinitely until they know what's going on. Joseph was upset by it. I just think it's kind of an abundance of caution situation for the track and the horse race commission to make sure that horse doesn't run the race until they know what happens to the other horses. How does that impact the Derby? Not a ton. Um, was Lord Miles a favorite? No, 30 to one horse. The impact of the scratches is, so there's a points list to get in the Derby. The top 20 of the points list get in the Derby. All, not all 20 automatically run in the Derby. Some say, I'm going to hold my horse. There's one blazing seven. There are connections. And we're going to hold that horse to the Preakness. But then you go down on the list a little bit deeper to get other horses in. But not every horse sticks around and comes here waiting for five people to scratch. So right now we've gone from a field of 20 to a field of 19. A couple of the horses who came in actually have a chance. Mandarin Hero is one that's going to get some betting attention, I think. But uh, it doesn't impact the field as significantly because none of the big favorites, one, two, or three, have scratched at this point. Yeah, it's not like a Monday qualifier for a major in golf. Right. You know, we're here. Exactly. Yeah, let, me, let me hang around here with my cat, my jockey, and, and see if I can get into the race. Well, not too far from here, John Daly, famously as his eighth or ninth alternate, yeah. won the PGA championship, right? So there were a few that were here, and they have slid into the field, three of them as a matter of fact. But uh, there weren't seven or eight hanging around. Their horses were like 24, 26 on the list. They are in other races, some on the card here, some further down the line. Uh, Mike will be uh, at the call hosting the Kentucky Derby Saturday, May 6th, noon Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Do you pack differently for this event? Uh, no, I pack boots. I pack an old pair of shoes that uh, three of my six years I have left here in Louisville because they're ruined <laughs> at the end because it's a little muddy walking around and being in a bad weather day and those shoes are gone. They are not salvageable. But uh, no, not really. You know, to bring some pink, I just can't say it's pink. Pink for today. Oh, okay. I've got something festive. I don't think festive, you know, but typical DP wardrobe, kind oh. of a, a shirt with a little bit of something to it. Class. Yeah. yeah, class. Although your typical wardrobe now is a hoodie. How many hoodies do you wear? Uh, not enough. You can never have enough give me, hoodies. Give me a number. Do you, do you have 50 hoodies? 
Yeah, probably. It's good. They're great. They're, yeah. they're great. I, yeah. Yes. I, as as uh, as I think I think it's one of my kids, one of my French kids said, like all you old people are getting hoodies to try to be younger, and you're not. It just makes you look older. Well, how many blue blazers do you have, Mike? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> About six. I've got double breasted. I've got three buttons. They're going to come back, honey. Really, they're going to come back. I wore um, this on Sports Center in 2002. It's not coming back. Do you have a list of the celebrities who will are expected to be there? Um, partial list. I know uh, Mahomes is coming. Peyton's coming. Aaron Rodgers is coming. I think Brady, I'm not exactly sure. Um, there are other names that have been out there. The parties, what's happened, what's turned up a lot of the parties on Friday night. Um, you see, you'll have uh, you know fans, all that stuff. Three or four different parties in town. I never get to see because we've had a seven-hour show on Saturday, but... Uh, I hear it's a great time. My wife came last year and confirmed that it's a great event to go to. It's really enjoyable. I'm like, that's great. We're, we're writing the 400s on the show to talk about this horse and his human connection. So it's all good. I, I really do want to come once as a fan. Have you been as a fan? Yes. One time. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. I went to uh, the Belmont a few times, went to the Preakness a few times as well. Well, the coolest part is it's a slice of Americana. You can't really see. I, maybe I can do some cheap camera work here right. so i guess we're going the wrong, going the wrong way no yeah this way yeah so over there yeah that's good that's you can see the towards fires maybe that's where the beautiful people sit this is millionaires row yeah over here yeah and then over here to the other side you've got the infield where people get it for like 20 or 30 bucks and they hang and they don't see much of the race except on a big screen so you've got the whole span right here and they're all betting the races and having a good day most of them don't come to any other races during the year and that's what's made this thing a bucket list event for a lot of folks. Can you just walk up and buy a ticket? Uh, you know, I don't think for the Derby, but today for the Oaks, oh, okay. even though there are 100,000, I think you can buy general admission. I don't think you can buy this. They built a brand new uh, grandstand over here to my left at seat 7,000 uh, right by turn one. So that's a, it's a really neat place. It really is. And this is, this is as big an industry as this state has, bourbon and horses, whether it's the racing, the breeding, all of that. This is the epicenter of it. And for Louisvillians and for Kentuckians, this is their pride and joy. They really, they roll out the red carpet for us. How long would it take you to run around the track? Well, it's a mile. So could you run it? Five. Could you run the yes, mile? I, I can run a mile. I don't think I can run it in five, in four minutes. I think it might take me a little bit longer. Like right now, if I just said, would you run the track? And then I'll just put you on hold. Oh, right now? Well, there are horses on the track right now. And? There's a race going on. Mike! I think I'd be behind them a little bit, Dan. <laughs> they, they, let me see. In race one, hang on a second. Let me look at the board. They ran the first half mile in 48 and a half seconds. Okay. Uh, you know, Rich, Rich Eisen runs a 16-yard uh, dash in six seconds. It's going to take me a little bit longer. I, I need some time here. We were, I'm an old man. We were uh, mentioning Kobe's 60-point game when he took 50 shots, and you and Hubie Brown were on the call. And I just remember I tuned into the game, you know, just to say goodbye to Kobe, at least visually. And I remember you and Hubie Brown were saying, we're not really sure what to expect. You know, maybe he could get – 20 or 30 at what point did you realize kobe's going out with guns blazing it's it's a funny night i'll tell you about it i was just talking it's so funny you brought that up i was just talking about that night with mike rapoli mike is the owner of forte who's the favorite in this race mike and kobe were really tight business partners and uh, we were talking about that night because 
the Lakers played, I think, in Utah the night before, or not Utah, somewhere else. They played the night before, and Kobe was trying to play as many games as possible. And we had the pregame meeting, and usually it's the coach, but Kobe came in the room. With me, QB, Lisa Salters, Ed Fibershoff, our producer. And Kobe was like, I don't know, maybe I have 10 minutes a half. I'm gassed, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I got nothing. And then he started scoring, and he started scoring, and started scoring. And there's a point during the game where there are free throws on one end. It's the third quarter. Kobe's on the other end. He's tugging on his shorts. And Kobe used to bite his bottom lip when he was fighting through pain, kind of like this, right? And he's kind of doing that. He looks over at us. And he just starts to crack a smile. And he just kept going. And Hubie, Hubie had a dream the night before that Kobe was going to score 50. And he said, I, I, honest to God, I'm going to wow. tell you, I just had a dream that, he, that Kobe's going to have a big night. And uh, that's one of the favorite nights that I've ever been on TV. That was just uh, a night to remember. And then after Kobe passed, ESPN played the game. Uh, he passed on a weekend, and they played the game on a Monday night. And I sat and watched it. I was on with Van Pelt afterwards on SportsCenter. And I watched the game with chills and just pride. I, I, that was such a memorable night and we did it as a, a bouquet to Kobe's entire career as the whole night went on and Ed Feinstein used the hell of a broadcast. I'm glad it stood the test of time because it was uh, reminiscent of Kobe's greatness and all of his great moments and he gave us one last one there as well. Do you save your boards on every game that you do? Do you have your your, your boards that do. you do to prepare for a game? Oh, okay. I do. I've got everything in a box. They keep meaning to go through them and go to that one. I absolutely have. I got the credentials from that game and a picture of me, Hubie, Lisa, Kobe, and any five shot that I have uh, that I've saved. At some point, I want to pull out the special ones. I forget. I was watching somebody. I don't know if it was Nance or somebody. And they said that they keep all the – yeah, it was Jim. Uh, talking about the final four. And he said that he keeps all of the charts – that he has had for all the games. So I looked at my wife and I'm like, you see, it's not just me. I've also got a box of stuff that I don't look at, but uh, I hold on to those and make notes on them. And Mike, will, uh, Mike, some point look at this building I have. This is everything I've <laughs> saved. I have press credentials from 1984 at the Boston Garden. Uh, the the 1983 NFL draft. Like, I, I, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have a man cave to put all this stuff in. I, 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 that's what I need to do. Maybe I need to buy a building like you. Maybe I can just borrow. <laughs> is there an extra floor that I can sublet from you? You you can store stuff here if you'd like to. <laughs> if if you give it to me to split. I mean, Carson Palmer gave me his Heisman for a year to display. That's so cool. I don't have anything that good to give you to display, but I do like the Bob. There's that Bob Knight in front of you, right? No. No. Is that nice? That is Lou Holtz. Oh, that's Holtz. Oh, my God. At Arkansas. All these years, I thought that I thought that was Knight. No, everybody thinks it's Bob Knight oh, because he's dressed yeah. in red and Lou. Yeah. The Colorado. That's from Arkansas. That's fabulous. Yeah, it's too good. yeah. I have my little my little figurine in front of me here. Uh, have fun this weekend. Great. To, Thank great, you. Great to talk to you. I will. All right. I'm glad, glad you're well. See you Thank much. you, Mike Tarico. Sunday night football play by play, and he'll be there at the Derby, and uh, Saturday their coverage starts at noon Eastern on NBC. And Peacock. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo! Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. If you're hearing this promo right now, it means you're listening to some other show. Uh, well, why the hell are you doing that? Yeah, get your priorities straight. Well, maybe, Tony, they listened to this week's episode already. I don't care. Listen to it again. Yeah, great point there, Tony. Anyway, you. so you listening out there, make sure and go do that and uh, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Ramona Shelburne from The Mothership, a senior writer, NBA Today panelist, and uh, joining us on the program. Random question to start out. Would you rather have Clay Thompson's career or Scottie Pippen's career? Um, I think 100% Clay Thompson because that would mean that I spent my life in Oakland with Steph Curry, <laughs> right? It was a really fun guy to hang out with. And Clay, to me, is a he likes to go fishing in the San Francisco Bay. Uh, you know, he's Steph is like a really nice, gentler 
<laughs> co-star, superstar. And like Michael Jordan's breathing fire at me every day. Like Michael Jordan's going to tear my head off if I miss that defensive rotation. Seth just might like might look at me bad, but, you know, much better workplace environment, I think. All right. Uh, based off last night, how much confidence do you have in Golden State or how much confidence do you have in the Lakers? Um, I picked Golden State in seven in this series, and I think I stick with it because the part it wasn't the home court advantage that gave me the confidence in them in the series. I thought it was the fact that they had been there so many times in this. Every, the playoffs are a chess match. Every game, every half, every possession is just adjustment, adjustment, adjustment. And I thought they've just done this so many times. For uh, LeBron's done it a lot. But none of the other guys on the Lakers roster have really done this in a sustained way for more than really just Anthony Davis in, in the playoffs in 2020. We're still trying to figure out Anthony Davis. Yeah. It feels like we're going to continue to still try to figure out yeah. Anthony Davis. Why, why is he such an enigma? You know, um, somebody very influential in Laker land said this to me two or three years ago. Um, we don't really know what makes him tick. Right. Like like there's certain superstars um, who you understand who they are. Right. Like at his core, like you kind of understood what Kobe was about. You you understood what what he wanted out of out of his career and out of every game. Um, I think you understand what LeBron's about. I mean, LeBron, you know, if, if Kobe wanted to be Michael, I think LeBron wants to be Jay-Z. Right. I mean, he's he's both a billionaire off of the court and a mogul off the court, but a um, four-time champion wants to be five-time, six-time if he can on the court. Uh, he, you know, to me, he's his closest comparison as a player is magic, right? He's, he's, he's six, nine and can distribute the ball. I don't know. I don't know what makes Anthony Davis tick. Like, I don't know. Is he trying to be an all-time great center? Does he, is he motivated by fear of like, I don't want to fall short. Is he motivated by, um, you know, I, I want to prove myself to LeBron or I want to shut Charles Barkley up with the street clothes stuff. Like, I don't know what it is that that makes him in that fundamental sort of fire way tick. Um, but I, I wonder that's like yeah, that, Pau Gasol. Yeah. Pau, Pau didn't have that fiery temperament. Right. But it but it worked. Why did it work with Pau? And you had Kobe there. Yeah. Staring him down. But is, is that what it takes that, you know, almost the fear of failure with Kobe there breathing down? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, Powell and Kobe, I mean, that was the black swan, white swan stuff. But I think two things about Powell Gasol. It's a great, it's a great comparison. Um, I thought Powell wanted to be excellent. Powell is a high achiever. He's like, uh, would have gone to medical school if he wasn't a, a basketball player. He is somebody who, when he, when he messes up, when he, when he, um, doesn't bring his best in a game. He's disappointed in himself because he knows he can do better. Like he's a, he's a, he's your classic high achiever in school, high achiever in life. And when he disappoints himself, he disappoints. You don't need to even tell him, right? He already knows. Anthony Davis, I think he, a lot of times he gets down on himself when he, when he is not playing up to his level. In 2020, I thought he was really motivated by LeBron. LeBron was sort of his, um, his Kobe, if you will, right? Like he wanted to impress LeBron. He wanted to prove to LeBron, like I have the championship medal. I I see LeBron talk to Anthony Davis the way Kobe talked to Powell, but it's not LeBron's personality. Like he's never going to black swan, white swan him. 
right? He's never gonna he's never gonna try to motivate him in that way. And so I, I really think that it has to come from within with Anthony. Um, the best person to talk to about Anthony usually is, is his dad. He you know he's a he's known him his whole life. He knows what motivates him, and uh, he always tells me about the championship game in Kentucky where Anthony didn't really have a great game. But he played lights out defense, and he 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 had one of his best rebounding games, much like you saw in that Memphis series. Or you, and and I think for for Anthony, the the key is really not to get down on himself; is to focus on what you can do for the team rather than what you're not doing when things are bad. Like the, a lot of what people in Lakerland talk about is keeping him up, keeping him from getting down on himself, um, and that's a different wiring for a superstar than you normally see. Well, I, I noticed when you engage him early, then yeah. and he's successful early, then I know he's going to give me something at the other end as well. And it's almost like, you know, later in Kareem's career, Magic got him engaged early. Yeah. So he didn't sort of drift a little bit. And that's game one, he was engaged. Game two, he never got it going. And there was a three-minute stretch last night. I didn't know he was on the floor. Yeah, I mean, there's. I saw some of those defensive highlights. Like I always, I like to read Anthony Slater's breakdown articles in the Athletic afterwards. And he, he had a couple of clips, and it was like AD on defense, and it was like he was just walking around. Like, and I was like, I've never seen AD walk around on defense. That's and that to me is, hey, I thought he was really fatigued after game one, and it was a it was a quick turnaround. Like he played so hard every single one of those 44 minutes in game four. I'm sorry, in game in game one. And I don't, I don't know if you can play with that level of force yeah. two games in a row with that short of a turnaround, and especially not when you're already down 20. Like, I almost felt like it was close for a little while. They fell behind by too much, and then they just kinda, they're just kind of saving it for game three and four at home. We're talking to Ramona Shelburne, uh, ESPN NBA insider, senior writer, NBA Today panelist. I don't know if it's recency bias, but this is a topic that's come up. If Steph would win a title, and yeah. now he's got five, where is Steph? And then people even said he would move past LeBron. I mean, those are the two dominant players of their era. Okay. And I'm and I'm not including Giannis yet in that era because I think he's younger. Okay. Steph's 35, LeBron's 38. So Giannis, he's got a few, he's a little younger um, and a little more time to go. But I don't know. It, Steph is a really interesting comparison for everyone. He's the closest comp to me, and this is going to sound weird, but it's it's really Tim Duncan. Um, he's this sort of unappreciated, like, he, I mean, you appreciate him. Of course, people appreciate him. They think that he's great, but he sort of gets tagged with this system player uh, the year when everyone was hurt. And then, you know, it was just kind of him all alone. They finished eighth. Remember that year, two years ago? Um, and there was this thought like, you, you know, he needs Clay and Draymond and a team around him. Whereas if you had Michael Jordan or, but or if you had just LeBron, they could carry a team. I, I think that narrative is false. Like I, I've seen LeBron when he doesn't have the right team around him. We saw that at the beginning of this year when he didn't have the right yeah. team around him. Right. And they were, they barely finished seventh. So to me, Steph to, will a hundred percent will be remembered as the greatest shooter of all time. That's, that's like out of the question at this point. Like he's already got that. Um, now I think when you get to five, now you're in a totally different group of players. Now you're up there with magic, you know, there's like, you're not quite to Jordan yet, but, but there's a, there's a Kobe's got five magic. Like this is a different echelon of all time greats. And, um, Steph, I don't think he gets enough credit because of the two he won with Durant, 
you know, yeah. Durant was clearly the finals MVP. But these, if he wins another one, another late career title where he's the man, he's the superstar, just like that first title they won, I think that puts him in a in in that rarefied air. Whereas LeBron, to me, I think he goes down right next to Michael, one A, one B, as the as the greatest players of all time, just because. It's not just about the scoring or the titles or anything like that. It's just, I mean, it's just the eyeball test, right? I mean, like uh, you watch LeBron and there's never been a six, nine guy who plays with as much force as LeBron does with as much skill. Were the Bucks looking for a reason to fire Mike Budenholzer? Yeah, it's been out there for a while, right? I mean, that I feel like I've heard the fire bud stuff for two years, three years. And the year they finally won the title in 2021, like, it almost felt like he had to win a title not to get fired. I mean, it just felt like in that direction. Then he won, and then you go, okay, well, you can stay for a little bit. Um, <laughs> but it was it was one slip up away. And it, it is kind of remarkable, though. I was thinking about this last night when I was watching the Warriors. So 20, 2019, Nick Nurse wins the title. Now he's been fired. 2020, Frank Vogel wins the title. Now he's been fired. 2021, Mike Budenholzer wins the title. Now he's been fired. Who won in 22? Steve, Steve Kerr. Kerr. And he's the only guy who, like, when you talk about sustainability as a, as a team and as a coach, it, it's really hard to do that in this era, especially with giant personalities. Like, you have to have a superstar to win a title, okay? Um, I don't know. This, this, one, this one hurts because we all know what he's been through personally with his brother and everything the last, you know, the last month or so. Um, but it, it really comes down to your superstar. I mean, they're never going to fire a coach without running it by the star. I remember when when they got rid of Jason Kidd before this. You know, they they told Giannis, and he tried to save him. You know, he really had a bond with Jason Kidd. Um, you know, uh, he, he flat out at the end of the last game, he said, "I thought we could have made more adjustments, but that's on the coach." I mean, so I think this is about the relationship between Giannis and and Mike Budenholzer. If it, if it was a great one, if it was something that he would go to the mat with, yeah. um, Mike would still be there. Ramona, great to talk to you. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dan. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.